2: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month.
1: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
2: Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. People, I think, don't realize how many people are affected by uh, car crashes and also how expensive it is to own a car, right? Uh, we say that uh, cars make us sick, poor, and unequal. So when you look at a city like Chicago, where, you know, a third of the people in the city don't have a car, either they can't afford it or they choose not to, we have to make sure we're providing adequate transportation options for, for those
0: folks. Welcome to WBBM In-Depth. I'm Lauren Brown. The Chicago Transit Authority operates as the second largest public transit system in the country. The CTA operates buses and the L train. And on average each day, the CTA system provides about 1.6 million rides in Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. Recently, the CTA has seen an uptick in violence from robberies to stabbings and at times ending in homicide. According to an ABC7 analysis of CPD crime data, Crime on the CTA is up 33%, with a total of 2,064 incidents from the start of the year until this July. 28-year-old James Stamps is charged with battery after Chicago police say he pushed a man onto the CTA Blue Line train tracks. Police
2: say the man who was 29 was on a Red Line train at or near the 79th Street stop when the shooting occurred at about 2 a.m. With the goal of making public transportation safer for customers and employees, an ongoing agreement between the CTA
1: and CPD has now been extended three more years.
0: In a recent press conference, Chicago Police Department Superintendent David Brown talked about riders working with the police to help reduce violence on the CTA. Of course,
1: we need more eyes and ears. Uh, we ask all residents on the CTA to report what they see uh, that's suspicious uh, so that we can respond.
0: The Chicago Police Department employed more officers on the CTA and will bring in K-9 units as well. To help us understand the impact of safety and the importance of equitable transportation, we spoke to Julia Garasiminko, advocacy manager for the Active Transportation Alliance. Safety is such a individual experience,
2: right? Like what one person feels is safe is not the same for another person. And that's dependent on, you know, your identity, but also your life experiences, right? And how people perceive you, how you're perceiving people. So safety, it's it's really individual. And so, you know, when we talk to riders, you're gonna get a different answer from every single person you talk to. And same with operators, right? Because
0: they deserve to feel safe on their at their jobs too. Some residents may feel uncomfortable with more police presence on the trains, but Gary says it's important to be transparent and implement policies that ensure equity. When it comes to
2: uh Chicago police, you know, some of our concerns tend to fall with discriminatory policies, right? And so when you look at, you know, who's more likely to be injured um, in policing incidents, who's more likely to be um, targeted, right? Um, Usually it's people of color, right? And so we want to make sure that the discriminatory policies are taken out of it. And the other thing is CPD, they're not really serving as the face of the transit agency, right? They're serving the interests of Chicago laws, right? And so we want to make sure that the transit agencies themselves have a set of trained individuals with social work backgrounds who can really adequately address the types of issues that pop up on transit. You know, but I've also heard talking to folks like, would you show up to a gunfight without a gun, right? And so if we're really seeing violent weapons um, on transit, how,
0: what's the best way to address that? Amiko talks about the CTA passing an ordinance to pay Monterey security consultants $70 million over three years for unarmed security guards. According to CBS, the security guards will work four to eight hour shifts, covering about 50 different posts on the CTA. And Monterey isn't the only company. There are other subcontractors providing security as well. We as advocates would
2: like to see an evaluation of, okay, is this working? Is this actually helping to decrease violent incidents? Um, And if not, what else can be done? I think it's time we get more creative and look at what systems around the country are doing, like these
0: transit ambassadors, for example, and and get creative with it. Now is the time. Finding solutions to a recurring problem is difficult. And Garrett Samenko says we have to provide a holistic approach to reduce violence across the city of Chicago and not just on public transit. We like to say that service is safety, right? So the more
2: eyes you have on the buses and trains, the more frequent and reliable you can count on the service being, the safer everyone's going to be, right? Not just the riders, but also the operators, right? Because they've also been impacted by by violence. And also I I just want to acknowledge the fact that you know our transit systems aren't separate from the rest of society, right? You know, it's anything that's happening on transit is also happening on our streets, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, right? Uh, So all of these issues that we see from uh, violence to mental health, to um, homelessness, right? All of that will be showing up in transit because it's, it's showing up in our cities. And so the solution to those issues can't just be on the
0: transit agencies alone. It really has to be a collective endeavor Most funding for the CTA comes from Fairbox Collection, and as the city begins to create a budget for 2023, Gerasimika would like to see the possibility of transit receiving public revenue. I think it's really important to think of transit not just
2: as a business, but as a public service, and that we should fund transit as such, right? So for us, thinking about what policies could be introduced, um, we'd like to see more public revenue go towards transit to make sure that we can provide, you know, higher levels of service. Um, Like what would it look like to live in a city where every person would have access to a bus route that comes every 10 minutes and is on time, right? Like that would be so transformative in so many ways. It really unlocks the door to opportunity. It reduces the number of crashes, right? But it's not just the frequency, We also need to be giving priority to buses on our streets. Like when you look at um, where ridership is the highest, it's on our bus routes, right? Because when you think about, okay, housing costs, it's more expensive to live by the train actually these days, right? And so you find lower income people are living off um, bus routes and they depend on bus routes even more. And even during the pandemic, before the pandemic right now, Bus ridership remains higher than L ridership in Chicago. Um, So I think it's it's the most bang for our buck, and it's the biggest equity impact to
0: really invest in our bus service. The Connected Communities Ordinance, which was adopted by the City Council in July, is also hoping to develop more affordable housing near transit with hopes of also creating jobs. The ordinance is a result of two years of engagement between 80 community and civic stakeholders.
2: One thing that's really cool about the Connected Communities Ordinance is like it really is creating a way to make more affordable housing by bus routes and train lines, right? And so we already have an affordable housing crisis in Chicago, right? Now we're also facing a transit crisis, you might say, right? And so making it so that developers are incentivized to build affordable housing by not just trains or the L, but also buses, you're really opening the door to um, more a more livable city for so many more people. We've been in full support of this ordinance. We were so grateful that it passed um, and we're really excited to see um, how this improves both affordability of housing, but also just investment in the West and South sides that for decades, you know, have not been getting their fair share, let alone any share.
0: Garrett Somico says it's important to create policies and make decisions like these to support the people of Chicago. And currently, the CTA have over 1,800 buses that operate 129 routes and over 1,400 rail cars that operate eight routes. It's like a no-brainer, honestly,
2: to be making kind of city planning decisions where you're Tying together transportation plus housing, right? Those are two of the like main cor- cornerstones of like livability in a city.
0: Garrisamiko also wants to point out that by investing in public transportation, you are also investing in the health and well-being of the residents of Chicago.
2: I think what we would love to see is a true network of bus rapid transit, and by that we mean, you know, whole corridors like your Westerns, your Ashlands. 79th, et cetera, that really dedicate a lane just to buses so that we can make the bus as uh, reliable of an option as your own personal car, right? And um, it's we think it's a matter of equity. It's a matter of sustainability too, right? Chicago declared climate change is a city emergency, right? That was an ordinance that passed. So we're hopeful that that will now translate into Actual investment in um, more sustainable modes of getting around. Um, transportation is one of is one of the highest sectors of um, CO two emissions, right? So if we can reduce the number of people driving, we're improving air quality, right? We could see lower rates of asthma um, and those types of illnesses, right? Um, and again, it's access to opportunity, so. By investing in infrastructure, um, it will kind of make our streets safer. It'll make our air cleaner, right? It'll provide more access. It's really just such an important investment to make for us as a city.
0: There are also community organizers across Chicago willing to provide a hand in supporting the CTA and CPD with decreasing
1: the violence. Violence Interruptors is a public health model in which we uh, you know, work in a lot of different communities throughout Chicago to help change mindsets and behaviors associated with violence.
0: T.O. Hardiman, Executive Director for the Violence Interrupters, says his organization has a more effective approach than what we are currently seeing.
1: We view violence as an epidemic. It's learned behavior, so we have to educate and maybe like work with people so they can unlearn what they've learned through their past uh, growing up. Violence has become the norm, so we hire violence interrupters to help mediate conflicts on the front end, and once the conflict has been mediated, Then we turn the individuals over to like social services. Some people are re enrolled back into school. Some people are, um, you know, they uh, find jobs. And in some, most cases, a lot of people just need some ongoing support services.
0: Hardiman says community members expressed many concerns to him about safety on the trains, even after the CTA tried to find solutions.
1: Passengers would come to me saying they were terrified. To get on the trains, women' their purses were being snatched, their cell phones were being taken from them. Some women have been assaulted. Uh, a friend of mine got his jaw broke on the on the CTA train, and and you know the story. People have been murdered. So my job as a vice interrupter, since some of uh, some of the uh strategies were not actually uh getting any results as far as what the city were doing at the time, so, uh, the police department, even CTA hired like over over 100 unarmed security on the trains, and uh, they were not getting the results. So I. I decided to step in and try to help out a little bit.
0: He has been trying to connect with the CTA and CPD to come up with a new approach, but says they haven't scheduled a time to talk.
1: We have a proven track record. Our guys and women go through a 40-hour training, so we're not just out there saying we want to just intervene, okay, what we're saying is that we have a proven track record in the field of violence prevention, and we're professionals. Like, I have a master's degree in inner-city studies, I'm not out here just like, I'm a guy, a lot of our guys and women are intellectual thought leaders as well. So we're not just street people. I think he has the wrong uh, perception of the violence interrupters. So that made me feel uh, some kind of way because I'm a Chicago native son. So I believe that Superintendent Brown should really step up to the plate and meet with me so I can uh, just educate him on what we do. Cause I think he has a totally wrong uh, perception of what we do. We would like to perform outreach services on the CTA trains and meet with the high-risk young people and take them on as clients so we can help them become productive members of society and intervene in some potentially uh, volatile situations if needed. But most important, we would like to work with the young people.
0: In a proposal, Hardeman explained how he would incorporate the violence interrupters into the current plan of action to decrease violence on the train.
1: What I suggested and recommended within a proposal that that I wrote up for CTA was to work on the Red Line in particular, And I wanted to work uh, between 35th Street to 95th Street during the hours of 12 midnight to 8 a.m. in the morning. Those were the hours that we selected. And I was hoping that they would be open-minded to funding a proposal, a pilot program in in an amount of maybe 500,000 to a million dollars so I can deploy about 50 violence interrupters during those hours from 12 midnight to 8 a.m. in the morning 35th Street to 95th Street once again to make sure that things are safe during those hours.
0: Hardeman believes his team will be a great addition to what CPD and CTA are already doing and could make some riders feel more safe.
1: A lot of my guys are trained in the martial arts arena; they judo experts, you know. And a lot of guys, but we're not out there. Understand, we're not out there to arrest anybody. We're not out there to hurt no anybody. But the thing is, we have the backbone and fortitude. Where we, if the situation was to arise, we know how to deal with it because we've been trained in defusing conflicts and how to work with all these kind of you know, individuals, in other words. So what happens is that with more presence of police on the trains, trains right now, which is needed, because it can make the passengers feel a little safe, but sometimes it's overkill. You might have too many police on the train. People may not feel too comfortable with that, but any measure that can help keep the passengers safe, I'm okay with it. It's just the police will not be able to have 24-hour security on them trains Ongoing because it's just too much going on in Chicago uh, off the trains, you know, all the violence in the community as well.
0: And he wants people to know that he is not against the CTA or CPD, but is willing to support them in their mission.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping we can form a unified front working together with CTA, CPD, because we're not the police, but we can actually, uh, you know, set up some type of partnership where we all can just stay in our lane and, and do some pretty good work out there perform some good work in other words on the trains and then help. hopefully uh what i would love to see where we can uh, reduce that violence on them trains by 80 percent it's possible because you have a three three-pronged approach you had the police out there you had the canines you have violence and we can't lose that way
0: thanks for listening to this episode of wbbm in depth we'll be back next week covering another headlining topic until then Subscribe to us on the Odyssey app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode. WBBM In-Depth is an original podcast production. It is produced, written, and edited by Lauren Brown with editorial direction by Lizzie Baumgartner. Reporting for this episode was done by Lizzie Baumgartner and Lauren Brown. Thanks for listening to WBBM In-Depth. I'm Lauren Brown.